Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast Podcast, brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always now by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are rocking along here on Monday in the MLB, August the 14th. Uh, had a pretty good night on Friday there, Nate, because we went three and three. We budgeted our units correctly so that we still came out plus money, uh, despite going 500 in the wins and loss column there. Uh, and so we're feeling pretty good about the season as we continue to be up units here, not losing money uh, and winning a little bit as we move along. We'll, we'll keep getting into it. So I uh, do want to make sure you guys like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us each and every weekday this season. Also want you to head to thelines.com and check out that odds finder tool we have up there whenever you're on it. Uh, you can get the best odds available to you right there in a nice little chart from all these books giving us bets this season. Nate, I know we are feeling strongly about Seattle. So a couple of Mariners fans here chopping it up. Let's kick it off with that uh, that Roy Royals and Mariners game. Yeah, I guess we're not alone because it, it opened at minus 130 and is creeping up to minus 150 here as people generally bet the Mariners money line. I mean, obviously, it's the Royals who I want to, you know, kind of throw some caution at that they're not yeah. the doormat that they were in the first half. Agreed. Since calling up Bobby Witt, they've been uh, much better offensively. And Brady Singer is a pretty talented pitcher here going opposite Logan Gilbert. But I mean, I have it's more about confidence in the Mariners, right? At this point, who are, were 13 and two before they lost their last two against Baltimore in that stretch. This is not new. This is a young team that has gotten incredibly hot in August the last two years, uh, you know, pushing their way into the playoffs last year, and they're doing it again. And yeah, I mean, it is the Royals. Uh, also, Mike Cal Garcia might be out here as they come off an off day, uh, which would certainly hurt their offense. And if you can just pitch around Wit, who's really the, the dangerous guy, you should be able to navigate this lineup. It's, it's dead last in walk rate, uh, you know, 25th, 6th and secondary average, just not particularly potent. And, and Gilbert, uh, you know, obviously incredibly talented since he's come in the league and just like really the kind of rock solid guy you want to approach a lineup that doesn't have that much pop because uh, his K to walk data is, is incredible. Like his F is, he's got the best FIP of his career here. He's got a 6.4 K to walk ratio since the all-star break, you know, just attacking the zone. I, I had a hard time figuring out why he doesn't have better numbers than last year. Uh, even though his, his BABIP is actually better. Um, he's done a little bit poorly with runners in scoring position, I suppose. So he's, he's allowed guys to get, uh, to get clutch hits against him. I don't think the Royals are particularly dangerous in that department. And even when he has, yeah, the Mariners have picked him up, right? They've won seven straight Gilbert starts. Uh, they've won eight of their last nine overall on the road. These are not the Orioles. This is a much easier series for them to get through, uh, especially you got four at KC, and then they go to Houston immediately. So yeah. that's going to be obviously the, the big little brother, big brother matchup later in the week. And, yeah, even whatever you say about Brady Singer, who does have a very bad – Adjust, park adjusted ERA, you know, taking advantage of those confines of Kauffman Stadium. Mm -hmm. Easy to say, right? Um, you know, his slider is his only plus pitch, and Seattle does struggle against the slider, but, you know, he's got some career worse in terms of his called strike data. He gives up a ton of hard contact, nearly a 50% hard hit rate his last six, and people are making contact in the zone. So it's just a matter of, you know, getting away with it, I think, in his last few. Uh, and I don't think the Mariners, the way their offense is starting to turn around, are going to let him get away with it. And then I didn't even mention the fact that this is basically the biggest bullpen mismatch you can have. So mm -hmm. aside from these starters, the Mariners' bullpen, much more reliable if this does become close down the stretch. 
Yep. Uh, you covered. We're, we're both on this game big time. I'm on the money line for Seattle with two units. Uh, going going a little ballsy here because, well, let's see. You basically covered everything except for the bullpen mismatch, at least explicitly, and then the um, the Seattle bats that have been really good as well, specifically against right-handed pitching. They're actually good against both lefties and righties since July started. We've got a nice six-week sample size here of the the Seattle bats being the having the six best WRC plus. Uh, also, and then basically ninth to sixth to ninth best everything uh, when it comes to batting right now, including Woba. Uh, that batting average is back up to to ninth. They've, they're actually second in home runs since July started as well, which is not what you would have guessed outside of Rodriguez that they'd be able to do that. Um, and they have uh, they have forty four. The Braves are in first with 61, LOL. So that just shows you how much uh, Atlanta is mashing the ball uh, against right-handed pitching as well. So uh, that that's one aspect. And then, yeah, the, the bullpen is like huge discrepancy. Uh, you were talking about the basically that, well, the best bullpen since July started, once again, if you dumb those, num- those numbers down a little bit um, to then, and then the worst, let's just say, I mean, that the FIP is uh, nearly six. The ex-FIP is above six. Um, the ERA is up as, at five, nine as well. It's all bad. So uh, Brady Singer, despite how he might have been playing, uh, he's the thing is he's got like decent numbers and he's still a decent pitcher. And some of his other core numbers and results-based numbers aren't the same because of the team around him is pretty bad. Um, but I would also just say like the, the KC bats have been pretty good. Uh, I just want to bring that up too to be like, I'm aware of that, uh, and I'm still putting the two units on it. You know, even though KC's gone from one of the worst t- hitting teams, as you mentioned, Bobby Witts helped a lot. And if you date it back to about the last four weeks, um, KC against right-handed pitching is a top 15 team, close to top 10 uh, in terms of the stats that they're putting up, the average that they're putting up, WRC plus, and all that. So they're not awful. But Logan Gilbert, I, I think, also to your point, uh, the only actually other thing that I would add to him is he's filthy on the road specifically this year. And now he gets, I understand the, the confines of, of Kaufman, right? As, as you mentioned off I 70 there, uh, he gets to play in that part that, that should keep things there for him. Uh, and in front of his, his outfielders, he's only got a, uh, he's actually got an incredible 6.3 strikeout to walk ratio as well on the road right now, uh, which is a really big reason for a 0.74 whip that he's sporting in those road starts as well. Nobody getting on base against him, a, a sub three FIP uh, as well. So I think there's some really good uh, reasoning to think that, that Logan Gilbert's going to be able to trump uh, any kind of KC hitting. Uh, and then once it gets to the bullpen, we, we just you can't run it into the ground enough. It's the best one versus the worst one. So uh, you got to be advantage there to take the full game money line two units yeah i like the confidence here from josh i think i had 1.2 i didn't mention explicitly just trying to you know even it out uh with the minus 130 maybe 1.3 whatever you got to do to get about an even return there Mm -hmm. uh based on the odds that close so yeah moving on to our second bets here and i am pretty confident about this one it is going to be a player prop though in the rangers angels game I just want Otani two-plus bases. I mean, you could do a little ladder if you want, get three or four. Um, because, honestly, I think there's a decent chance he homers off Max Scherzer here in their first meeting. Uh, that's plus 250 for Otani to hit a homer. I'm not going to endorse putting heavy thing, heavy units on that, maybe point two or a quarter unit. Uh, but we are talking about the best player in baseball here. And Max Scherzer, who's you know extremely prone to lefty power. And it's gotten worse as he's gotten older here. And he's really, you know, self-aware of it because he's walking so many lefties. 4.2 walk per nine with nearly a 5 X fip when he faces lefties on the year. Uh, walking a lot of guys in general. Eight straight starts with a 7% or higher walk rate. Gets himself into trouble early, as we saw in his Rangers debut. 
Uh, it may, he might settle down and start striking guys out, but I, you know, with Otani in the middle of that lineup, if he gets into trouble early, we could be looking at a, a, you know, a big first inning production, whatever. Uh, the point is, I mean, Otani is, is a guy you want to back. I, and, and Scherzer, I don't think, I think he has too much pride to be like, I'm just going to pitch around this one guy and deal with the rest of the Angels lineup, which is injury depleted at this point. But again, two, two bases. So if he pitches around Otani and somebody else walks him, you still hit. Uh, and, and, you know, he's a guy who has 13 walks to 19 Ks. He's hitting wall hitting 352 over his last 14 games. Averages nearly two bases per game in, with a 901 OPS in his career against Texas. Since the All-Star break, these numbers are just absurd. 21% walk rate, 52% hard contact, 46% home run to fly ball ratio. Uh, and Scherzer, yeah, he's got some troubling home run fly ball data. He just let Oakland barrel him up uh, with barely any soft contact against Oakland. Uh, he had a 22, 32, and 30 launch angle in some of his last few starts there for the Mets, just letting guys lift yeah. it. And, and Otani, yeah, obviously the league leader in, in homers, he could definitely lift one out here. Um, so I'm I'm sticking with the bases as the safe bet here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a homer again. Yeah, man, just how insane is it that you go plus 250 for a home run? Like this is that doesn't add up to the odds, but I get it, uh, and and I'm I'm here for for anything. It's just like plus two fifty is brutal for a home run bet to take that. Uh, but we are talking about the dude, you know, like you said, probably the best hitter in baseball at this point. Um, and and the way that Scherzer is giving up the 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 fly ball contact, I think there's something to that. Uh, my my last bet here uh, is about the, uh, the the Yankees and the Braves. But I, but I want to mention because we're we're talking about it, and I, I recently got a text from one of my buddies who lives in St. Louis. Uh, full disclosure, I lived there for like four or five years, so I have a bunch of people out there. And there's going to be 14 mile an hour winds coming out of Bush uh, right now, pushing the ball outward. Uh, so you might want to take a look at JP Sears, who is one of the most home run pr- um, prone pitchers right now in the league uh like even against lefties actually which is a really interesting matchup that he has uh nolan gorman from the left side of the plate is a guy you might be able to find some uh some juice on total bases or a home run for him uh but this is sort of like breaking for me i just want to make sure to get it in on the show because i think there's there should be looked at that if if the wind is blowing out 14 miles an hour in bush stadium in st louis in this athletics cards game uh there's some guys on the cards that can obviously put the ball out you got a lefty in sears who's home run uh prone so there's some good uh opportunity there I'll say the game that I'm looking at though is one that I know uh we might not be in agreement and I I I, let me just talk about it the Braves and and the Yankees uh the reason I I went first five under five and a half runs it's minus 140 uh half a unit on that and and I might also put a half a unit on my other bet for this game which no I'm not I'm keeping it to 0.3 units for the other bet in this game which is the Yankees money line um and I think that's where the, the true value is I hate saying Yankees money line because the, the taste of my mouth from since July is just that they're really bad, but they've been a bit better. Um, they, they definitely got a top three bullpen in the league. And that's something that's definitely helped them in games. Uh, they've kept leads and they, and they've also been able to keep themselves in games with that bullpen uh, when a lot of their starting pitching underperforms as it has all year long for the most part here. Um, but now they've got Schmidt, not Casey Schmidt, Clark Schmidt, right? Yep. Clark Schmidt, uh, and he's 
as Nate put it, he's been more of like a spotted reliever, but he's started uh, a lot since the all-star break. And that's the numbers. Those are the numbers that I'm looking at is his ERA down to three, six, seven. Uh, and that's across 27 innings since he, uh, you know, he's been pitching since the all-star break. So like his whip is sub one point nine six. Uh, he just had a pretty nice outing last time as well. Keeping that ERA down once more, brought it down again to three, six, seven, like I said. Um, and I think he's in a position that, I think he's all he needs to do is go five. I understand we're talking about the best offense in baseball and turning into a historically awesome power offense in the Atlanta Braves. Um, but I, I do think there's something to be said for the at least for the money line, the Yankees to be able to um, keep this thing close. Max Fried's coming in for the Braves. Awesome. I mean, he's got his XERA is at 204. His XFIP is at 288. Um, and we're talking about the best offense in baseball. I get all of that. Freed is a little bit more susceptible to the Yankees, who have been a top eight, top nine offense against lefties since Aaron Judge came back, even though he's kind of gone back and forth and, and hasn't been quite himself yet. I think he'll still be able to continue picking it up, um, but has also just had an impact on this offense to make it. They've gone uh, raised their WRC plus up to 100 uh, over the course of the last 30 days, four four weeks or so. Um, and so that's good enough for ninth. Then the, the walk to uh, strikeout ratio for this team is awesome. It's at 0.48, which is good for uh, top three in the league right now. And they have a really nice hard hit rate. Uh, so with, when they're playing here in Atlanta uh, with the ability to find some gaps, I think there is something to be said for them keeping it close. I think the runs are still going to be kept low and at the beginning of this game I do expect free to pitch well enough and Schmidt to pitch well enough to keep this thing under six runs in the first five and then plus a little sprinkle on the Yankees to win it all because I think there's a lot of value at plus 180 compared to how big a dogs they should be there is a lot of value because right as you're talking you're talking about how solid the Braves are in the spot and Max Freed I mean the Yankees might be good against some lefties Max Freed kind of defies a lot of logic in terms yeah. of how he pitches left to right um, and is a tough guy to get. So that's why I do, I do like the under five and a half more than okay. the Yankees to win this game necessarily. I mean, I'm, I'm just not going to try to pick on Atlanta. Obviously, mm -hmm. the, the best team in baseball, the World Series favorites. I've, if I'm taking an ALE team on the road, I was about to go into Rays at Giants and say Tyler Glasnow versus the Giants throwing a bullpen game here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, the juice is completely different there, but I think I think the Rays probably win that one. So I'll just throw that out there as yeah. a bonus bet. Um, but yeah, it, I, I like the balls here once again from Josh taking picking against the Braves and, and trying to get the that Yankees money line. Imagine being the guy who said that the uh, you should take the Oakland Athletics on Friday <laughs> to beat the Washington Nationals. They get swept in that whole series. Uh, but we're coming back, at least with the juice on the Yankees. And, and I agree with you. I like the under more. That's why I'm going more money on it. And just a, a slight sprinkle on the, uh, the, the Yankees to be able to pull this one out at 2-1. to one. So that's all the time we have for you guys on this one, though. Continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. We are coming back to you guys with a full Tuesday slate tomorrow. So until we see you next, happy betting.